Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ruth Dong. In this episode, we talk about the tweet that has changed the tides for Zambian bonds. The protectionist policies implemented in the textile industry. Are they working? For more, follow us on Twitter at the K Financial, and you can find me on Twitter at Ruth Dong. African countries have been battling the influx of secondhand clothing for an extended period. Many African nations were once home to vibrant textile industries, but decades of mismanagement, instability, and increased global competition have taken their toll. The West castoffs are cheap, and the local textile factories and self-employed tailors cannot compete. The biggest markets for these castoffs are Ghana, Nigeria, Ivory Coast, Tanzania, Benin, Uganda, and Kenya. This episode sits in Rwanda, a country that decided to ban secondhand clothes. In the country's defense, the ban was to protect its nascent garment and textile industry. Rwanda increased tariffs on imported used clothes from $0.2 to $2.5 per kilogram in 2016. The venture aim is to phase out all used clothes imports. What kind of impact has this had on Rwanda's economy and how has this impacted the garment sector? Ted Kaberuka is an economic analyst and he explains this impact. The impact of the increased levies on second-hand clothes on the Rwandan economy, in short term, the impact was very big in terms of huge number of people who were involved in the trade of second-hand clothes, starting from the wholesaler, tailor, small shops, because uh, increasing levy has impacted the amount of uh, the quantities of uh, second-hand being imported to Rwanda really decreased. And of course, you know, I'm talking about people who lost their jobs. But on the other side, or the, uh, on the side of the consumers, uh, the price has gone up because we know the second-hand clothes is uh, a product consumed by low-income earners. So the moment the tax goes high, you understand that uh, it makes expensive to afford uh, the product. That's uh, the situation. The price of uh, second-hand clothes has gone up, affecting the purchasing power of the citizen, especially those one in rural area who can hardly afford to buy the clothes. Second question related to long-term benefits for the textile industry to grow Definitely, the the increase of uh, levies on second-hand impact on the market, on the side of investment in the textile. Since investors are aware that uh, the Rwandan market is uh, protected against the second-hand, so it had attracted investors in the textile industry. We saw right after the the increase, we saw a couple of uh, companies investing in textile industry in Rwanda. We saw some uh, foreigners coming uh, to have uh, textile factories in Rwanda. We saw small domestic investors who invested a lot in uh, in textile industry. It's still at baby stage, of course, because you know we know. Um, the whole value chain of the textile industry, you know, uh, starting from uh, making the raw material, the transformation of raw material. That was Ted Kaberuka, an economic analyst based out of Chigali, Rwanda.
In Uganda, the government mules the ban on second-hand clothes and Dr. Fred Mohomuza says Uganda's textile industry is not poised to cater for the needs of the poor in the country. Mohomuza says with poverty figures at 34% of the population, Uganda's economy needs to be able to provide affordable clothing to its citizens. Even as we say, but the economy growth is killing the textile industry in Uganda. But how is it easing the reply campaign on the rest of the citizens who are in business? Because policy must look at the consumers and the sellers of something. Who can this economy provide for its poor people decent clothing? That's that. For the moment, that's given. If the answer comes, that's no. We must rather have a strategy that transitions this without hurting them that much. Dr. Fred Muhumuza is an economist based in Kampala, Uganda. Now, the Ugandan government slowly shifted its sights from used clothing to imported textile fabrics and garments, which has led to traders going on strike over the new tax policy on imported textile fabrics and garments. The Kampala City Traders Association, Uganda's largest trade association, gave the Ugandan government a two-week ultimatum to review the policy in which the tax rates of textiles were increased to 35% as import duty from 25% and to $5 per kilogram on the imported textile materials. The government says the move would encourage import substitution and promote the local industry. Kampala City Traders Association, Kasita, Uganda's largest trade association and lobbying unit. Kasita, Uganda CEO, Mwesuja Abel explains their grievances and why they disagree with this protectionist policy. I think now when we go into the business perspective, you need to understand why I would risk my myself or my life getting on a plane to China, to Turkey, to wherever, when the same goods are in Uganda. We, we are looking at quality. Mm. Okay. Two, we are looking at pricing and three we are looking at capacity okay now if the three factors were favorable there's no one who would go you see the traders do not determine the market it's the consumers so if if i hold stock from a ugandan uh, manufacturer and it takes a month and my customers are not buying and my neighbor is having a chinese stock and they are buying what does that imply that's one. Two, if I make an order in China or in Dubai and wherever, and I'm able to influence them or to adjust on the quality, on the, on the price, on, and the Ugandan counterparts are saying, no, a gin that you're selling at 20 here, if a counterpart in Uganda is selling it at Oman or producing it, he's going to sell it to you at 50, yet the, the market price is 20. What then would you expect of a trader? But those that are sitting in our market, we are surely supporting them. First set up these factories, be assured of their capacities, be assured of their qualities, mm. then you stop these people that are importing. We have tasked them to show us these factors that they are protecting. They are not there. The narratives, plain thinners that they are talking of, mm. they themselves they are admitting that they have no capacity. And so our argument is not about not protecting the uh, local factories, but the argument is about stopping people from bringing their materials when in actual sense there is no supply here. Away from our main story, Zambia bonds saw their demand skyrocket after the Zambian president tweeted that the country will pay back all its creditors. President Haikande Hishilema tweeted, and I quote, Creditors to Zambia need not worry about our current financial position. We will arrive at an amicable and mutually beneficial solution to our debt. We will engage transparently and in good faith. As the youth of Zambia would say, Bali will pay. 
Now, Zambia's economy is buckling under nearly $13 billion in foreign loans and soaring inflation that currently stands at almost 25%. The positive money market's reaction to the president's tweet is part of renewed investor confidence. Last week, Zambia attracted bids more than eight times the amount of domestic currency bonds offered in the latest auction, with yields plunging as investors bet on an economic recovery under the new president. Since Hishilema was declared the elected winner on August 16th, Zambia assets have rallied. The Kwacha has surged 21% against the dollar to become the world's best performer since he was announced president. Investors are betting he'll be able to revive an economy after a decade of overspending fueled by external loans. Quick look at the market, starting with Nairobi Securities Exchange. Scanned ended the day six points in the green after the firm announced their financials. The counter is trading at 4.3 Kenya shillings per share. On the Rwanda Stock Exchange, over 17,800 shares were traded on the Bralirwa account, with the beverage manufacturer ending the day at trading at 120 Rwanda francs per share. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at Rifidon.